2: Sixty-two, That number came up a couple of times last night. Will we see a red break home run records? And what would the game show be that Joey Votto hosts? We will answer those questions and more on today's Locked on Reds.
0: You are locked on Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: You are Locked On Reds. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are free and available on all podcasting platforms. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker, alongside Jeff Carr, and we have a passion for baseball. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds. In fact, we've both been covering this team in podcast form for four plus seasons. We've taken our passion for this sport and this team, and we've turned it into information for you. On today's podcast, we are going to look at the number 62. That's the number of homers Aaron Judge has hit this season. And we will wonder aloud, is the Reds next franchise home run leader already in the system? 62 also happens to be the number of games the Reds have won this year after Spencer Steer walks it off for the second time in his young career to keep the Reds from hitting the 100 loss mark. We were also treated to one more delightful game with Joey Votto in the broadcast booth. Uh, before we get into all that, I want to thank today's sponsor. Today's episode of Locked On Reds is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security. With FastProtect technology, exclusively from Simply Safe, 24/7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com/slash lockedonmlb to learn more. All right, Jeff, the number 62. It's funny how things come up. Uh, in, in groups, we see this a lot with all kinds of things. And and this number 62 is no different. Uh, let's start with what Aaron Judge did for the Yankees this season. And maybe he's not done. Maybe he gets another one to, to wrap up the season. But uh, right now, he sits at 62 home runs, which is the American League, if we're still doing that, the American <laughs> League home run record, as well as the New York Yankees franchise home run record, 62 a uh, pretty impressive number.
2: Oh yeah. I mean to talk about the fact that it's taken 61 years for this to happen. Ironically too, 61 years after 61 was hit by Roger Maris, but yeah, yeah, that's the kind of number that you look at and I think that we were desensitized to it in the late 90s where it was just like everybody seemed to be hitting that, but it's been forever since we've seen somebody hit this many home runs. And it's the fact that he's done it in a very complete year, not to the tune of Barry Bonds, where he's walked 17 times a game, but he's been able to hit it all over the ballpark. And if it weren't for Louisa rise in Minnesota, we'd be talking about a triple crown for Aaron
3: judge, just a fantastic season for him. You know, uh, you and I both tend to stay away from the controversial subjects when we do the podcast just because of time constraints and not wanting to get sidetracked. But I'm going to take us down a little bit of a rabbit hole for just a minute because I have found it interesting, the comments from Roger Marish Jr. during the course of this 62 home run chase, where basically he called out both uh, Maguire and Bonds and their home run totals as being illegitimate and wants a whole separate non PED category created and for Aaron judge to be labeled the home run champion. And I think that that's probably silly. That's probably an extreme. And I know if you go back to when Maris broke the record, there was the whole asterisk thing and baseball got that wrong. And I think they learned from that. So I'm not for creating separate categories, but I did just want to talk about it for a minute because uh, Roger Maris, son was very vocal about this. And I don't, I can't say that I blame him, Jeff. I think that, you know, knowing that today's players are tested constantly and, and, and that Judge did this without any, quote unquote, help, I think makes it a little bit of a bigger deal.
2: It's one of those things, right? Like, I feel like we almost need to quantify the steroid era as an era of baseball. We have the dead ball era. We have the steroid era. We have the era where you yeah, had dudes just taking all kinds of different stuff. Like I, I look at this and I say, the game is so old. That in order to compare apples to apples, somebody who played in the 1920s, like Babe Ruth and 30s, and somebody who played in Roger Maris's era, and now somebody who plays in 2022 when guys are throwing 102 miles an hour on the regular, you got Hunter Green going out there and doing it 30, 40 times a game. Like it's. Impossible to compare because could Babe Ruth hit what Hunter Green throws? Who knows? Maybe. But I think it'd be kind of hard to say that. You'd also look at Roger Maris. Could he hit what guys are throwing today when you got Spencer Strider who's throwing everything that just breaks like crazy, and it's going about 100 miles an hour. It's such a different ball game nowadays, and I think that's why and it's I think he quantified it in the wrong way. It's just so much more respectable when you look at a guy who's hit sixty-two home runs in the kind of pitching climate that Aaron Judge has.
3: No, I absolutely agree. And that and that makes me wonder this, Jeff. Uh that to segue into this. Uh, nobody has been able to break George Foster's Reds single season franchise record for home runs in a season there's a few that have come close most recently Eugenio Suarez uh had that thing within his sights but has never no one's ever quite been able to break it my question to you is is the next single season home run record holder for the Reds currently playing in the Cincinnati Reds system you got to have
2: a combination of things, right? Because Gino was unlucky. Gino actually had two home runs brought back that year. He should have broken the record, but there were a couple of amazing plays that were made on a couple of balls that he had just barely cleared the fence with. So it makes you wonder what it takes because you definitely got to have a lot of power. I think that's an easy answer right there. And I think that you're thinking of this guy that I'm thinking of. So I'll let you think of him in just a moment, but you also look at guys who have been here like Griffey, done. I know that Griffey got here on the wrong side of his career, but Adam Dunn was built to hit home runs and built to hit a lot of them. And he still didn't break George Foster's record. I think you're going to have to find a guy that just has such kind of easy power. And I think you're going to say a guy, so I'm going to say somebody different, I'm not going to take your guy. I'm going to say if anybody's going to do it, and if anybody's currently in the system, it's Ellie de la Cruz because what we have seen from his talent is it's so easy. His swing, the power is so easy. It doesn't look like he is trying to muscle the ball over the fence. It doesn't look like he's trying to rip the thing in two. He's just got such a nice flow to his swing. And I think that he could do it. Now, the fact of the matter is 50 home runs is a lot to hit.
3: 51 almost seems impossible. Well, Surprisingly, Jeff, you took my guy. Um, I know that you thought... I know you think I was going to go with Reese Hines oh. and Reese Hines has been labeled by many, many baseball scouts as having some of the the most raw natural power they've ever seen in a minor league baseball player. The problem is Reese Hines hasn't been able to translate that onto the field at any sure. level that he's played so far. Ellie De La Cruz, on the other hand, has just, as you described it, just sweet, easy power. You know, though he's hit a couple moonshots and I don't know if you recall this, but I took one of them that he hit over a concession stand somewhere and pasted the flight path over Great American Ballpark and it would have one hopped into the river. That is the kind of power that Ellie De La Cruz has displayed already in the Reds minor league system. So if we're picking one person out of the minors that I think has a shot at it, I agree with you. I think Ellie De La Cruz. If we're looking at the big league roster, I think Tyler Stevenson can do it if he can stay healthy and if he gets a nice mix of games, catcher, first base, designated hitter. If they keep him behind the plate a lot, I think his legs are going to go and he's not going to be able to drive the ball later in the season and be able to break that record. But if they mix it up enough to keep him fresh, I think he could be a guy that we could see, excuse me, that we could see cross that 50 home run plateau.
2: See, it's interesting because thinking of Tyler Stevenson, and I think the easy answer on him is, well, he's a line drive hitter. He does well at driving to all fields, but he was proving before he got hurt that he can add power to his game. He can flip a switch and become that power hitter. And if he's going to hit in the middle of the order, like we expect him to for his career, that's exactly what they're going to ask him to do. Now with the shift going and, and different things like that, I wonder if he changes his game a little bit, but he just clobbers the ball so much much that I don't necessarily think this is going to be a thing where they say, all right, swing freely and hit to all fields because he does that anyway. So I, I would agree with you. I think he's the only guy of anyone who's been on the big league roster. Obviously, Joey, we've only got maybe one more year with him here in a reds uniform. And I don't want to think about that. It's, that's going to be such a pain next year to just have in the back of my mind thinking about that because he's got that team option we know what team options mean for the Cincinnati Reds that's like eh, sure right yeah team option we're really gonna pick that up but I I wonder if anybody else can do it and I just think it's Tyler Stevenson and nobody else
3: Yep, I agree absolutely and I think you know the fact that That Foster's record has stood for so long, Jeff, especially with this team having moved from Riverfront Stadium slash Synergy, whatever that monstrosity name was, to Great American Ballpark. (laughs) It's amazing to me. Great American Ballpark was built for guys to hit home runs out of right field. It was built for Ken Griffey Jr. to hit lots and lots of home runs. And it was built for Jay Bruce to hit lots and lots of home runs and Adam Dunn to hit, you know, the list goes on and on and on and still nobody has been able to hit 50 it's amazing to me
2: yeah and we we're talking about the second easiest and the only reason it's the second easiest is because not a mile high up in the mountains ballpark to hit home runs out of and yeah we're, we're still looking for somebody to beat that record i i think it's going to be really tough and even to expect ellie de la cruz to do that i mean we expect ellie de la cruz to be super talented and to change the fortunes of this team but even 50 home runs, man, that, that that is a lot. That's a lot to expect of a dude to hit. But with Judge, he surpassed that and went to 62. Speaking of 62, the Reds got to win 62 last night and staved off 100 for one more night. We'll take a look at a few encouraging things that happened last night, and that's coming up next. But first, I want to tell you, about simply safe home security simply safe is, uh, the numbers just don't lie with it. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen simply safe home security to protect their home. At Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Safe in my own home. They protect you with the cutting edge security technology powered by 24, seven professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And here's why I love it. It's super customizable. Whenever you're putting in your order, there, there, there's not a situation where you have to purchase things that you don't need in order to get certain things that you want. We always hate that, right? Just get what you need. Simply Safe lets you do that. Plus the system integrates well into your home and is easy to self install. There is no need to have a tech come out and schedule something or have a bulky unit that damages or messes up your home's design. You know, you don't want to mess up that feng shui can, uh, 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 The unit itself can move with you after you install it. If you move homes, the elements are easy to remove from where you've put them and you can take them with you to your new place. There's no bulky screws. There's no holes in the wall that you got to patch and drywall. It's so easy to Install and uninstall and move to a new place. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month for free. Visit SimplySafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. Get some peace of mind because there's no safe. Like Simply Safe. New Game Day shirt? Boom. Cashback.
1: Food for the tailgate?
2: Well, the reds, I don't know, we've been, we've been waiting on this. We've been wondering, we've been watching one more game. Are they going to lose a hundred? It's going to be interesting to see because Steve, I didn't think that the reds would win this series. I didn't even know that they'd win a game in this series. And here we are. The reds have a chance to sweep and it's all because Spencer steer got another walk-off win this time. He got the hit. He didn't score the winning run this time. He got the winning hit, the winning RBI with a beautiful double, an absolute barrel, beautiful shot over the center fielder, bounced and hit the wall. Stuart Fairchild comes all the way around from first to score a phenomenal night for the Redlegs. And it was really the last three innings that set it all up.
3: Oh, absolutely! And listen, that hit from Spencer Steer—his only hit of the game. Uh, you know, he's showed flashes. That was a great flash. Uh, we've talked about him a couple times now, Jeff. And you know, this this experience at the major league level, I think, has been for him exactly what we wanted and hoped it would be which is for him to get a taste of it get a feel for what he needs to work on and continue to evolve his game i think he's going to do that this offseason but it's been great to see him find some successes along the way and he did that last night Uh, i was a little concerned actually when he hit that i thought great this is going to be a ground rule double over the center field wall (laughs) and everybody's going to get stopped and we're gonna they're gonna fall short and we're gonna go to extras and it it didn't work out that way the ball actually stayed in the park I was very happy to see that And then uh, the the relay throw in was horrible if you want to see how not to do a relay throw in from the outfield watch how the Cubs handled that ball that allowed Fairchild uh, and his wheels to come all the way around and score but I'm happy to see it I'm happy to see that in game 161 with absolutely no reason to hustle and try this team is still out there with some hustle they're still out there trying and these young guys continue you to try and make names for themselves.
2: Yeah, that relay throw from Christopher Morrell—he picked the ball up at the wall and just wheeled around and chucked it in, and uh, it wasn't close to anybody. Yeah, that—that was a beautiful hit by him. And then, you know, taking his shirt off as he's rounding second base, all the chicks were loving that sort of thing. Uh, put the coat back. <laughs> I on saw your the tweet.
3: <laughs> I saw your tweet about uh, Mrs. Hannah Carr had some opinions on the post-game jacket.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was that was too funny. Um, uh, but but that. that That play in and of itself, and the fact that Stuart Fairchild came around, I think that also showed uh, the the part of Stuart Fairchild that interests me in his future because. If he gets on base, he is able to steal a base. He is able to take a single and go first to third or something like that. He's got that base running ability and he showed that he's been pretty good at the plate as well. There's something else though. I mean, that that obviously won the game for the Reds, but to put them in the situation that they were in to win the game, you go back to the seventh inning. And that was a beautiful 1-2 punch because there were 2 outs, nobody on base. He had Jose Barrero at the plate and he had a 1-2 count. You're like, "All right, great. This inning's over." And then he grits it out. Works a walk. Pretty much everybody watching him is just like, "That's probably one of the best at-bats he's had in his young Major League career." He works a walk, gets on first, and then Chucky Robinson blasts that two-run home run to tie the game I tweeted at the time and I firmly stand by it. Those are the at bats that we haven't seen. We haven't seen those at bats for basically two months. Now we we've seen a couple of different things here and there where it's just like, okay, that was nice. Okay. That was cool. But to string two at bats together, I know that's not asking a whole lot. And there's a reason that this team is not a playoff team and that's one of the big ones, but that was a beautiful thing to watch in the seventh inning.
3: And for the fact that it came from. A catcher and who, and the guy that's probably like the 12th catcher on the death chart oh, at the gosh. beginning of this year, you know, Chucky Robinson in this game, two for three, two RBIs, zero strikeouts, the key to run home run. And, you know, I, do you sense a theme here, Jeff, everybody we're talking about is in their rookie years is in their young years of their career. And there's another guy in this game and you know, we're saving him for last because you always get so hyped up when I bring him up, but your boy, Alexis Diaz, back-to-back nights, he comes in and pitches this time, you know, after getting his 10th save of the season the night before last night, he comes in and gets himself his seventh win of the season, which does firm up. He will be the team leader in saves and wins for the Cincinnati reds in 2022.
2: Look relief pitcher win loss records are kind of a thing of, you know, folly to really just gauge a guy on, but that win was well earned. He came into a situation where there were two outs, but there were guys in scoring position for the Cubs and Buck farmer looked like he was kind of out of gas at that point. It was just like, Don't give up a single DS comes in and in two pitches, he gets an easy pop fly to center field to get out of the inning, then pitches a beautiful ninth inning that was, I I look at him and I'm like, there is no way. You come into next year, and they were even talking about on the broadcast that they are working on some sort of epic entrance for him. But we said it yesterday. There's no way that you can't give this dude some sort of fanfare, some sort of just Alexis Diaz is here for next year. Because when
3: he comes into the ball game, I'm looking at the other lineup and I'm like,
2: sucks to be
3: you. It's just another in a long list of examples where we know Nick is listening to us, Jeff. But I want (laughs) to I want to circle back to something you said about uh, Stuart Fairchild and the speed game. You know, we've we've been kind of supposing what the outfield is going to look like next year. And something to keep kind of in the back of your mind is Major League Baseball next season is making a conscious effort to improve the running game in baseball. They're making the bases bigger in an effort to get guys to steal more. So if you've got a speed element to your game, like Stuart Fairchild does, that just helps him uh, in his case to make the active roster coming out of Goodyear in next spring training.
2: Pretty good fielder too. I mean, he's a guy that I think should definitely be at least given a extended audition next year to see if he can be part of a platoon or something like that for the reds future, whenever they are good. Again, one other guy that we love to see, I mean, Luis Sessa, like other than the home run that he gave up the Wilson Contreras, absolute nails, five innings pitch. He gave up two total base runners. If you count that home run and one walk and he had four strikeouts. Absolutely amazing from him. Now, I know that he came out after the after the fifth inning. He had only thrown 61 pitches, but it looked like he was hobbled by the play he made to end that fifth inning. Hopefully he's okay and it's something that he can work out and be completely ready for spring training. I I think that's going to be the case because I want to see this dude compete for a rotation spot next year. He's earned that right.
3: Well, four and five next season are up for grabs. The fourth and the fifth spot in this rotation are anybody's guess at this point, as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, I I really poo-pooed this whole Luis S. idea. I know we can go back into the archives and everybody can hear me rail about what a bad idea I thought this was. And I still think that it was probably a big ask. I think it was an unfair ask. To, it, as, at the he time struggled of the in the beginning. Yeah. He really did. At the time of the season, they asked him to do this. It was really an unfair ask, but they pretty much didn't have any other options. And Luis Sessa has embraced it. He's worked hard. And you know, this was his last outing of 2022. So I'm happy to see him have this kind of success heading into the offseason. And whether he's a bullpen guy next year or competes for a rotation spot, uh, if this is the kind of performance he can deliver, then I'm excited to have him around. And I think that's the thing that matters most. We need Guys that we know we can count on. And if Luis Sessa can be somebody that we can count on, no matter what situation in the game he's on the mound, I'll be happy to have him around next year.
2: Our offseason discussions about a lot of players are can they bring value to the future of the Reds? Luis Sessa can do that.
3: I, I absolutely agree. Listen, there's no real reason, Jeff, for this team to do so, but they continue to scrap. And yeah. it's going to, listen, I tweeted this out, Jeff. It comes down to one game tomorrow. It's either 100 losses or not. One game decides it, and it's going to come down to Hunter Strickland in the ninth because your boy is not going to be available having pitched multiple games in a row. So there you go. That is my prediction. But listen. It was a big blow to all of us losing Joey Votto for a large part of this season, Jeff. You kind of alluded to it earlier here in the show. We're, we're going to be sad talking about some of the things that we're going to be talking about in relationship to Joey Votto next season. But this season, even with the injury, we have been treated to some great moments as a result. Uh, coming up, we're going to look back on some of Votto, the 2022 edition, and and to talk about some of the fun he's brought to what has otherwise been a dismal dismal dog days of summer in Cincinnati. We're going to talk about all of that right after this new game day shirt. Boom. Cash back food for the tailgate. You can follow the podcast on all platforms, including YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, thank you so much. Click the subscribe button. Don't forget to click that bell so that when we go live, when we post extra stuff, you are sure to get to see it. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at S. Offenbaker. That's with two Fs you can follow jeff at jeff Carr. that's jeff with three f's because that's as many f's as were on his report card in high school you can also follow the show at locked on reds and there's no f's in that Uh, please click those subscribe buttons we love uh getting to talk reds baseball with you all all right jeff i don't know if you were listening to the tv broadcast or the radio broadcast last night but we did get treated to a little bit more of Joey Votto in the booth and I gotta tell you I don't know who came up with this idea Uh, by all accounts it sounds like this was something that Joey Votto did that Joey Mm -hmm. pitched this and made it happen but it has been absolutely delightful having him in the booth and having him talk baseball and he has just gotten more and more comfortable he's gotten better and better at it and and his back and forth was no matter who's in the booth whether it's Welsh and sadak or Larkin or Tommy Thrall or Cowboy the the back and forth have been amazing
2: I absolutely have loved it and I did watch the TV broadcast because when I saw that he was on there I'm like there's no way I'm not missing this because I'm going to the ballpark tomorrow or, or today and I, I it was like this is going to be the last game I get to watch on TV this year, which you know, tear for that one. Although we are glad to see the 2022 season come to an end, I'm going to miss watching Reds baseball. But Joey Votto has been so phenomenal in the booth that it is now apparent to me if he retires and doesn't go into some form of broadcasting i know he mentioned something outside of sports but if he doesn't go into some kind of broadcasting it will be the biggest travesty that i can
3: possibly think of you know i uh, you know selfishly want him on reds broadcasts when he retires but i think he's just too baseball smart he just I, – I think that what's going to happen is one of the national broadcasts will snap him up. And because it won't be an everyday schedule for him, he can do these other things he keeps half-joking about. But I think he is serious. Like I really could see him going out and getting a deal to host a game show, which is what he <laughs> said last night on the broadcast. And just trying what, to figure what out show? what that – yeah i I think it would have to be some kind of trivia show because he knows so much and he's so well read and he's so smart i mean you know jeopardy already has its hosts they have replaced alex trebek with a couple of hosts over there so it can't be the that show but something like that something that appeals to a higher intellectual level i don't think it'll be something corny where guys are getting pied in the face i think it will be something really smart and witty hear
2: me out though i know that they got their uh, their hosts and all this other stuff but uh where was Alex Trebek from?
3: He was from Canada.
2: <laughs> I mean, this is like the most easiest thing in the world. And Joey Votto would be an amazing Jeopardy host. That would be phenomenal to see and and all the different stuff because I could see him. And, and heck, I could even see him doing a crossover on SNL and being the SNL uh, Jeopardy host and you know, taking crap from Sean Connery. But when I see Joey Votto and I see his pizzazz that he now has, whether you're talking about it in the booth, whether you're talking about it in public, I mean, the fact that it, 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 number one, you going back to what you said about who had this idea definitely was Joey Votto. I mean, the reds have stopped thinking about the reds since May. Like, they, they, you know, other than Nick Crawl thinking about how he was going to build up the farm system at the trade deadline, pretty much everybody else was just like, eh, okay, this is going to be an interesting year. But when he came to somebody with this idea, whoever said yes, mm, that was a brilliant idea. But also, and- if Joey Votto is going to come to you with an idea about being in the booth, about walking around, sitting in the stands with fans. Heck, if he wants to take tickets, the answer is yes. Whatever Joey Votto says,
3: that's what should happen. And those are just a couple of the things he's done, Jeff. You mentioned, you know, we've talked about him in the broadcast booth. You mentioned him walking around Great American Ballpark, posing for pictures, sitting in the stands. I mean, can you imagine you and I are sitting there drinking our beers and all of a sudden oh, Joey comes and sits down at the seat next to us? Right? I was so there. I was there, got, but, but I couldn't run into him. You know, he has gone around the city of Cincinnati and hidden autographed baseball bats and and baseballs and and memorabilia and left clues for people to chase he's doing TikTok videos with little kids back and forth in front of the dugout the the mic'd up event at the field of dreams game where joey is playing first base and telling him you know you know randomly hey it's story time while i'm over here playing first base (laughs) and starts telling stories i mean i think in spite of his game falling off a little bit over the last couple of years, and it has, he's had his moments and we now know was because of injury, but yeah. the, the, the reveal and the opening up of his personality and his engagement with the fans and, and, and what I hope that it does more than anything else, Jeff, and here I'm going to be controversial and I'm never controversial on this podcast, but there were broadcasters in Cincinnati that turned a generation of fans against Joey Votto because yeah. all as they ever heard was bad things about him on the broadcast. Those voices are gone. And I am so hopeful that this time with Joey getting to be Joey and express himself can undo a lot of that damage.
2: Ah, 100%. And, and I love everything that he has been able to do because it, it's been apparent to me for a little while that he's a very unique person and, and from different reports that i heard from people who knew him and things like that they never thought that he would end up doing something like this they were like he's a very you know keeps to himself time guy and we saw that lots whether he was talking to the media or it was red's fest and he just wasn't you know that loquacious or anything like that now he's every bit of that he is every man's superstar I think is what Joey Votto has now become. He's the guy that kind of like you said, whenever he retires as soon as he expresses an interest in being on the Reds broadcast, major league baseball is going to step in and be like, nah, you need to be in front of a much bigger audience than that because you are one of our best voices. It's become very clear to me that as much as I would love there to be a Votto cast component of a Reds broadcast, there's going to be a Votto cast component of of like a game of the week broadcast for Major League Baseball.
3: Oh, absolutely. And look at you with loquacious stretching out your journalism degree (laughs) a little bit. I'm (laughs) proud of you, Jeff. That's great. And that is probably a good spot to wrap it up right there. I think that that was a, a fun little uh, reminder that even though we lost Joey on the field and even though he desperately wants to be back, uh, he has provided us with some great moments just while he has been rehabbing. And I am, I'm so grateful for it and, and thankful to, to get to see that part of his personality. Uh, that's going to do it for us today here on locked on reds coming up on tomorrow's show. Jeff, will it be a hundred losses or not? We're going to have it covered. Uh, Thanks for making Locked on Reds your first listen of the day. Now make the Locked on MLB podcast your second listen. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team, the biggest stories from around the league, and a little uh, information from baseball past as well. You can follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Jeff. It's 100 or not one game you're going to be there we can't wait for you to report back what can people expect
2: they can expect me to be hot on the scene whenever it comes to the final game 162 at great american ballpark and they can expect us to be absolutely loving joey Votto all off season and as he heads into his comeback player of the year campaign for 2023 and they can expect us to be locked on reds every single day